Disclaimer. The following podcast contains material and language that may not be suitable for minors. While not in every episode, this podcast may contain triggering subject matter that may be brought up without warning. Any information or advice given is for entertainment purposes only. We are not doctors. Please consult your physician with any medical questions or before making any decisions regarding your health. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Hello, loyal listeners, and we know that two weeks is a long time to wait for your fix of In the Sack with Seth and Sarah. So we figured, why not bridge the gap? Give you a little amuse-bouche, if you will. That's why we're bringing you a new feature called Seth and Sarah Have a Quickie. Hey, hey. So every week that we don't put out a long-form episode, we're going to give you a little short episode lit, maybe, where we cover a pending news story or a big news story in the world of sex and sex-like things. Or really just something that we think we have an opinion on yeah. that you should hear. Yes, exactly. So Sarah, <laughs> what did you bring us for our first quickie? Okay, so this was something that um, someone brought to my attention and I had kind of missed the beginning of because I don't watch the news. Uh, is um anymore. <laughs> Lauren Y. I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. The the New York City paramedic who was outed as as having an OnlyFans, mm-hmm. and I, I assume you've heard about this, Seth. Yes, um, I was it brought to my attention watching the Philip DeFranco show, and nice. that's why I kind of got really angry at it because it's like, why why is this an issue? Oh, I, I love I love Philly D. I haven't actually seen that episode yet, and I'm gonna have to watch it now. Yeah. So um so I saw it the day that her article came out the article that she wrote her sort of backlash against the post where she spoke out and gave her story I forget what day that was it was just a couple days after after the post wrote New their, York Post to be specific yes I'm sorry the the New York Post after they wrote their monstrosity um <laughs> their hatchet uh, which was the yeah which was the twelfth so I guess it was like the the fifteenth or sixteenth. I did reach out to her on Twitter, uh, hoping that that maybe we could get her to come on the show. But I see that she's talking to, um, you know, Rolling Stone and some some far bigger fish. So I don't know that we're going to be able to talk to her. But God, it would be amazing if we could. <laughs> uh, but in the meantime, let's talk about what's going on with her and just how fucked this whole situation is. Oh, it is. So um so let's talk about what happened in the first place because I don't know that everyone has has kind of gotten all of the details as to how this happened because I think what a lot of people are saying is that this article was written but they're not understanding or they don't know how it happened in the first place because this is a lot of you know information it's I'm sure she wasn't out there handing out business cards you know to all of her patients as she's <laughs> loading them into the ambulance by the way check out my OnlyFans mm-hmm. So um probably not. So how how do you think that this this happened in the first place, Seth? That this got out? Well, I think it's pretty, I think it's pretty clear what happened. It, it's the fun police got involved in this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I did a little looking and and what I saw, what I found in one of the many articles that that have been written was a um an FDNY paramedic came through anonymously to the New York Post. And was quoted as saying that other first responders, quote, make more money by pulling extra shifts instead of pulling off their clothes. Now, I don't know about you, Seth, but as a healthcare worker in the middle of a goddamn pandemic, um, I don't know about you, but I can only take so much of 
of working right now um before i want to yeah yeah want to 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 just go home and curl into a ball and cry so i can't imagine um working as a very young because she is young she's in her very early 20s so she's brand new making minimum wage in new york city in february of this year yeah absolutely and and she's making minimum wage in new york right now yeah like she she's making starting wage as a medic and i'm sure she has uh, you know, tuition that she's paying. You know, she she's got bills that she's paying. She's living on her own in New York. She's from Virginia, so her family's all in Virginia. West Virginia. West Virginia, sorry. So, you know, she's supporting herself. And, you know, that's, we're talking about, again, in the middle of a pandemic, so she's got social isolation. So she's got the mental health aspect where she she doesn't have that support system to go home to, somebody to go home and unload to where she's, you know, she, she's dealing with the worst of the worst. She's starting out her career in the beginning of this where her patients are dying, period. You know, the patients that she's dealing with because she deals with senior care. Mm-hmm. So she's, she's transferring patients to the hospital. She's going into patients' home where she's, you know, she's standing there for hours and hours and hours in PPE, essentially watching them die because they can't transfer them to the hospital there's no room in the hospitals because you know people are going in there by the thousands and you know it's just it's insane and and she's going home by herself and can barely afford to pay her bills on the salary she's making and and this person is giving her hell because she doesn't she's not picking up extra hours doing this she's not taking on more of this yeah, and how do we know that she's not how do we know that she's not working it was she said that she wasn't i believe in in one of the articles okay well then that's fair but well, I'm I mean, sure like... that, that, yeah i mean i'm sure that she's still working her her overtime because as you and i both know you know it's not a 40-hour work week when you're a healthcare <laughs> professional no it's not especially not now. <laughs> now, the... no no i mean you're, you're not working 40 hours the only leg i think that anybody has to stand on on the opposing side that's calling her bad for doing this is does the employer, if she does work for FDNY or whatever uh, ambulance company she happens to work for, if they have a morality clause, I know that some companies are able to dictate what you do outside of work. So, I mean, I've not seen any story that said that the whoever she worked for had one. So fuck all the way off. I forget what the name of the company is that she works for. I think it's it's senior something, something senior. Um, I forget what it's called, but last I saw, she's not losing her job. They, they've already said yeah. that, that they're not letting her go, that this is not going to affect her, her job. So you know what, FDNY paramedic, fuck you, because whatever thing that you decided you were going to do, I don't know what she did to you. Um, yeah, I don't know if this is a man or a woman. So I don't know if this is jealousy, if she turned you down for a date, if you, know, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, if you didn't think of it first, I like, you know, whatever your problem is with her uh, that, that made you decide to go and do this. Um, fuck you. It didn't work. And uh, I just I can't with people. But, you know, and the next thing with this is because it wasn't just this one person who made this anonymous tip to the New York Post. It was then how the New York Post handled it. Yes. That just is 
out fucking rageous. I do get the feelings of jealousy almost. Like, I can't make money this way, so no one should. But yeah, the the way the New York Post handled this, you know, in the age of, oh, it's ending soon, thankfully, Trumpism, <laughs> you know, where the media was the enemy. I've always been pretty much a staunch defender of the free press and, you know, press isn't out to get us. But in this is one of the cases where it seems like they were. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So again, I'm going to I'm going to go back to um, Rolling Stones. Thank you very much. And I'm going to pull up their their article here because I think that they did a really good job of talking about, you know, how the the actual interview, if you want to call it that, I think that was very loose, a very loose word for what exactly happened. Um, the interrogation. <laughs> the uh, I mean, it was just a lie. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just misleading. So she gets this message from this reporter on Instagram saying, hey, I want to talk to you. And she asks why. He says, well, I'll call you. I'll give you the rundown. So he calls her and just starts asking questions about her history, her background. And again, she's a 23-year-old girl, brand new, uh, graduated paramedic in the middle of a pandemic, you know, has some insight as to what's going on. She thinks, well, maybe he's questioning me, making an article about paramedics in the pandemic. So she gives him a brief history of herself starts telling him things and only after she does does he disclose that somebody gave him a tip that she was a New York City paramedic that had an OnlyFans. Only after she gives him all of this personal information. So then she starts crying and she asks him if he's allowed to use all the information without her consent and he's like yeah and basically told her we're going to run the story with or without your say. So all of the quotes in the article that they have are her defending herself to him, not her taking part in the interview. Essentially, yes. Yeah, that was, I mean, those were her words to the Rolling Stone. Like that. Well, I'm saying I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. she's, she's, not, she's not really, she's not exaggerating when she says that. If you read the New York Post piece, it's just attack, attack, attack. And her just being like, no, oh, it, no, yeah. no. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, it was just, I mean, it was just terrible. And and the way he made her feel, he made her feel like garbage. Mm-hmm. You know, like she was just another sex worker, which in of itself, I mean, is terrible because, you know, we don't. Uh, I mean, that whole. Obviously, this wouldn't have happened if this was just your uh, if this was a convenience store worker and not, not disparaging convenience store workers or anything like that. But this was a, you know, someone of prominence because. Oh, yeah. Public servant, you know, if as the, you are when you work. Exactly. If this was the person, you know, checking out your groceries July of 2018. You know, nobody's going to think twice about it. Nobody's going to care. But right now, a New York City paramedic is, you know, any paramedic. Mm-hmm. Frontline healthcare workers are huge in the public eye at the moment. Well, yeah, we've been justifiably kissing their asses all year. As, you know, <laughs> as saying that someone who is one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's just insane. It's just absolutely insane. And, I mean, the guy is just, he's a fucking sleazeball. And I just I hate that he did it and I feel so bad for this girl and But you had you had to also be very uh feel very heartwarmed by the support that came out for her. Oh my gosh. And and that's the back end of it. I mean, it it's terrible that this happened, that she has had her entire life ripped open and exposed for the entire world. But to see just the outcry in her defense from people. And I, I, I'm i honestly surprised. Well, I guess I can't say that I'm surprised that the Post is sticking to its guns and they're not pulling the article. Yeah. But just the amount of support that she's received. One of her friends opened a GoFundMe account and and raised a lot of money for her, like a, a good amount of money that in, you know, not in New York wouldn't be a year's wage, but I mean, in other states would be a year's wage. Well, I mean, wage. let's talk about that also briefly before we get into anything else is 
people think we make a lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, so here's the thing. If you are a healthcare worker, like if you're a nurse, if you're an RN, for example, for we'll say 10 years and over those 10 years, you've worked at several facilities in several positions, you can make a decent living wage, a decent living wage. And if you work overtime, if you pick up additional shifts, you can really make some decent money. That is absolutely true. But right out of the gate, you know, fresh out of nursing school, especially if you're working as an LPN, if you're working with an associate's degree, you know, before you have any real experience, you're you're really barely making much more than, you know, an, an uneducated job. Let's just call it unskilled uh, yeah, labor. Yeah, sorry. Okay, sorry. I was trying. I was looking for the word unskilled labor. I knew people when I graduated from nursing school who kept their jobs initially because they mm-hmm. made more money doing the work that they'd been doing for, you know, 10 years or whatever than they would starting fresh out of nursing school. You know, so people people have this misconception that, you know, yeah. we make a, a whole lot of money as healthcare workers and we don't. <laughs> um, and I know that as nurses, we make more than than yeah. paramedics and EMTs do. If I, if I could make an OnlyFans work with what I got going on, I would do it. But <laughs> I'm a chud. So I oh, chud. Seth, there's something for everybody. Oh, gee, thanks. <laughs> but anyway, going back to the people that supported her, I mean, you had people of significant prominence coming to her defense, which I thought was fantastic. Oh, my gosh. I was, I was amazed. Um, AOC, man, Congresswoman, uh, she stepped right out there she was right out there right away work is work sex work is work she said yeah sex work is work mm-hmm. you know she was right out there in the forefront and and i agree absolutely with what she said uh the main issue here isn't that she had an only fans page the the main issue here isn't that you know she was doing sex work on the side the main issue here is that you know our frontline healthcare worker our paramedics out on the street have to work two fucking jobs to survive that's the issue yes <laughs> you know, may, fucking write that story, Post. Write that fucking story. Let's focus on this because it's naughty. Yeah, well, exactly. That's that's the issue. That's the problem. It's not that she has to work two jobs. The problem is that she has an OnlyFans page. You know what? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> not, living in, yeah, not living in <laughs> New York. I don't know, like, the station of the New York Post. But I did ask one of my New York friends, and he said that the post is absolute trash. It, it is That's what I heard. Yeah, it's it's one step above, like, uh, oh, the what National is what Enquirer. is? Yeah, the Inquirer. Like they're one step above writing about Bat Boy. Like it's it's right there. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, people. So if you uh, hit her up on Twitter, hit her up on Instagram. You can do a search for her name. I'm not going to give out her socials. Uh, just because I believe that uh, you should do the work yourself. Be a creeper like me. Find her. Um, it's not my place. Tell her where you heard about her. Yeah, exactly. 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 Uh, tell her to tell her to answer my answer my DMs. Tell her to come onto the show and have a long conversation <laughs> about this with us. It'd be great. Exactly. Get mad. No, I think she's she's handling this so fucking well. I I just I don't know if she's got she's got to have all kinds of support. She's going to come out on the other end of this in a much better position than she was going into it. Now, she's going to have to walk through the fire, but I think she's going to be in a better position in a month from now or two months from now than she was to start. Because if nothing else, she's got the spotlight on her right now. She could change some things. 
she could say, hey, look, this is why I had to do this because of this. Well, and and let's face it, again, the way she's handling it, she's handling it with grace. She's handling it with dignity. A lot better than the other guy did or other person that ratted her out. Oh, yeah. She just and, and I think that that's it's so it's so beneficial to the cause. Because people are seeing this, you know, they're they're going to see how she's responding and they're going to see that she's she's eloquent and she's well-spoken and that she's coming from this, you know, really good place. She's just she's a normal kid. She's a normal person with a job and she's working and she's doing something that she enjoys and makes her feel good about herself and gives herself confidence and makes her feel good. At the end of a day that, let's face it, would make a lot of us, you know, fucking really think twice about turning around and going back to work again. Yeah. I mean, when you deal with death and dying all day, sometimes that release is what you need to survive. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I am going to throw this Rolling Stone article up on the Twitter feed just because I it's so well done. Go ahead and read that either, you know, after you listen to us, go yeah. dive deeper into it and learn really about what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. Don't, you know, don't take your information just from one spot. You know, Rolling Stone's got a great article. There's a, a fantastic article out there. Um, and I'll go ahead and link the uh, Philip DeFranco. Yeah, absolutely. There too. Why not? Uh, Daily Beast has got a good one. She, uh, her, the article she wrote, I think, was in the, uh, was it the Independent, I think? Yes. Yeah, the Independent. The Independent. In the so we'll, we'll link that one too, because again, God, she is, she's so well written. She's so well spoken. So I, I really encourage everyone to to read about that and really think about it. Think about what it means and, and think about what it means in our society, not just how we perceive sex workers and how we perceive people who choose to to do that sort of work. But what it fucking means that, you know, again, our healthcare professionals in the middle of a pandemic have to work two jobs just to get by. I mean, it's it's fucking ridiculous. But, you know, I will I will say this and I know that I'm speaking for Sarah, too. But Lauren, love you. Support you. Get them. Yeah, you go, girl absolutely like 100 percent. you're amazing and yeah fucking right so do you think it'd be gauche to throw out our socials on our own little news episode nah, or nah look us up at in the sack pod on twitter and instagram facebook search in the sack with seth and sarah email us seth and sarah podcast at gmail.com we love you yes we do and we're still looking when we do our next long form in the sack for your online dating stories, good or bad or indifferent, let us know. Catfish, filters, what you got? Send it to us. We want to hear it. But we hope you enjoy this little uh, tartlet of an episode. <laughs> and we'll see you next week for a full length in the sack and the week after when once again you join us and Seth and Sarah. For a quickie. <laughs>